Listening in. <laughs> if that's not the cold open, I don't know what is. Is, is that why we just him doing the listening in and then ah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost spread out the wall. <laughs> Good man. This episode sponsored by Craig. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Craig. <laughs> From active time battling to zombie slaying, Waffling Tailors covers video games and beyond. In this first of a two-parter episode, we are joined by our good friend Matthew Bliss from the Dead Drop Games News Podcast. Now. By his own words, Matthew has described our podcast as long-form episodes, with banter being lethal. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. In this episode, we cover everything from sneezing into tubers to our recently played games. So sit back, grab some snacks, and get ready for our latest episode, which is entitled Waffling Tailors with Matthew Bliss, The Lethality of Tangents, Part 1. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Waffling Tailors Podcast. Ah. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, that oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Zombie Central. I like it. <laughs> um, uh, so with me, as always, is Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. What? How are you, Squidgy? Hey, what? Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Mm. Glad to hear it. Who are you? Yes. Are those my feet? Yes. No. Those are my feet that you're standing in. Anyway, um, yes, we're joined mm. by our good friend Matt Bliss. He's come back again. We've managed to talk him back into being on the show. Matt, how are you, my friend? I'm not bad. How are you doing? You good, mate? I, can you, can, I don't know what's happening, but yes. My accent <laughs> changed to somewhat Australian. It's, it's really unfortunate that I can't do a good Australian accent. But there you go. If anyone enjoys that, I hope they did. <laughs> Fantastic. Because there is, there is a... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On account of Squidge. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. Oh, I can't complain. Just doing, doing all the podcasting and game playing and waffling. Yes. Well, That's I can complain. It's bloody cold. <laughs> well, y- yes, it is. It is. On a, in our part of the world... It is rather cold right now, so grrr. But that's perfect weather for staying in and playing video games, so yay! That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And we may have a couple of things to talk about today. Well, hopefully we've got a couple of things to talk about today. But we're recording this shortly after uh, yet another Nintendo Switch Direct thing of me, so we can talk about that too in a moment as well. But what I would love to do, Matt, hmm? tell us, because you're from... Like the, you do a whole bunch of podcasty things. So tell us and the people who are listening all about the stuff you create. Please. Well, um, <clears throat> to start us off, uh, the last time I was on the show, I talked about this. I've got a, a video game news podcast that's audio only. It's called, well, the name's actually changed. It used to be uh, The Dead Drop 10-minute video game news, and now it's just Dead Drop Game News. Nice and easy to search. But uh, those are 10-minute episodes twice a week of video game news that I summarize for you. So you don't have to go through all those articles and read all the clickbait and all the nonsense that uh, Kotaku and all those other outlets tend to pad their stuff with. I just give you the info straight up. Um. But I also have started a business as well since called blissery.fm where I edit other people's podcasts as well. Um, so if you're listening right now, have a burning desire to start a podcast or you just cannot be bothered editing your podcast anymore, then let me know, blissery.fm. Uh, it, it's been really interesting to edit other people's podcasts about different kinds of subject matter as well. Like the first one that I did that's just completed its first season is about positive reinforcement with horse training. 
called An Equine Conversation. And it's super interesting to hear about some of that stuff that goes on. Um, and yeah, you wouldn't think that editing would be the thing that you rest your business on and your laurels. But uh, I think uh, as present company included, people know there's sometimes really well-produced podcasts out there and sometimes they just need a little bit of help. So, and sometimes you just need to delete 10 minutes worth of dead air. Yes, yes, that is a direct shot over the bow for a <laughs> for another podcast that we're not going to name. But yes, <laughs> we'll go into that if you like, Matt, offline. We'll tell you a little bit about that. Sounds delightful. <laughs> thinking time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That Yes. Yes, thinking time. Yes. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've been up to oh, uh, in the podcasting world. I've you know, tried to hold back on starting a, a new podcast every week because, as you can imagine, once you get up to two or three, it starts to chug away at a lot of your time. Um, I think last time I was on, actually, I talked about the Teaching Culture Cast that I used mm. to run as well, where I interviewed teachers about their experience and sharing as, as professional development for others. But I've since um, kind of indefinitely hiatused that one just because... Well, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode too. The the teaching situation at the moment isn't really getting any better. And in Australia particularly, it's starting to go just just slightly downhill. It, it's almost looking like a complete uh, complete revolution where the old guard are leaving and the new kids have to step in and fill the gaps. And it's going to be a really interesting uh teaching environment in the next five to ten years over here but hearing all the stories of how people getting treated and all that stuff it just uh, starts to eat away at you and there's only so many disciplines you can focus on at a time so if you'd like to go through that back catalog dear listener teaching culture cast check it out i was i was gonna say was it put on hiatus because you had too many teachers telling you stuff they had to cut out like the best ways they wish they could like pick up a table and throw it at someone Oh, how we would just come in and just start throwing, I don't know, board erasers or chairs at students. A little you know, stuff like that. That's what I'm guessing. There's too much stuff you had to cut out and you're left with, hello, goodbye. And there's nothing else you could use. It's just uh, there, massive uh, rant. There. Great time. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually the modesty you have to fight with teachers. They all think their experience isn't worth sharing. When in reality, oh. I'd say every single one has a story to tell. And on that front, I don't need a teacher to tell that story because in high school I had a, a teacher that would throw things around the room it, uh, in, in the most loving way possible, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Throw, throw them with love and just a little bit less accurately is normal. Yeah. I missed you on purpose. Get on with it. It's you know. punctuation, not assault. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, only in English class. Try getting away with that crap in PE. It won't work. <laughs> there's your exclamation mark no um. <laughs> I, I think i told you guys the story nice. when i worked in england as, as it support for a little bit i i had to change the the cartridge ink cartridge in um sorry not ink toner in one of the rooms in the school it was uh year 12 class i can't remember what you guys call it um a levels year something uh mm. yeah yeah so uh 16 17 year olds yeah. yeah and i came in i found the printer i pulled out the new cartridge chucked it in pulled out the old cartridge before putting in the new one of course and um then i found the the box that it came in just in pieces on 12 different tables because they'd all disassembled it within a minute of me putting it down and all looking at me like i was the dumbest person in the world for thinking they were stupid so Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have different over there. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I have to say, I, I, uh, I mean, I've been enjoying the the Drop Gaming News uh, podcast since it first came out. Um, and there, there was, 
I did put it. This will this will date the recording, but I did put out a tweet today along the lines of because uh, there was there was a brilliant quote in your most recent episode at the date of recording where you went, and apparently this is news as well, and I just lost it when you said that <laughs> because the thing you were talking about just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I I try to be cheeky sometimes, but I don't. I never want to insert it because it would feel fake and forced if I was doing it. And I say it's a news analysis show. Mm. So, uh, my analysis of finding out how travel is going to work in in Star Wars Jedi Survivor is newsworthy. Sure. Okay. <laughs> let's let's fill your daily news for this Thursday or Wednesday or whatever I pulled it out at. Yeah. Let's, okay. Fast travel and horses. Great. I like that. Yep. <laughs> deserving of a 1000 word article absolutely but i tell you what i've actually got a bit of an inspiration for that because getting into the podcasting world a little bit deeper you start to connect with the influences of the podcasting world a little bit and james cridland does a podcasting news program and uh, in addition to his newsletter and stuff for pod news and the way he gets his his bitey jabs in is sometimes incredibly funny and, uh, you know, it's so dry. It's like snapping a biscuit. It's just, but you just have to laugh at it. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, I think one example was actually, I'm not even going to try and remember it. It's an entire paragraph from, uh, at the time of recording his most recent episode about a guy who, uh, said podcasting was dying as clickbait. Um, which of course he believed it wasn't dying. And James Cridland was like, thank you for our 26,000 subscribers who don't use it <laughs> because we don't use clickbait and instead use boring titles like, um, no, podcasting isn't actually dying, really. <laughs> it was, yeah. So, he's a bit of an inspiration. He, he's English. He was in the broadcasting game in the UK for a bit, but he lives in Queensland now. So, mm. it's nice to know I have someone in my time zone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you've uh, you've edited a few things that he's been a guest on, haven't you, yeah. Squidge? Just peeking behind the curtains. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our good friend Steve Worthy um, has been uh, in, has interviewed him. Uh, I want to say twice, but that might be that might be incorrect. And Squidge has worked on both of those. So, yeah, bit of a bit of a big name, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely throws his weight around, and not in a like an intentionally boisterous way. It's just like, this guy knows his stuff. You say something telling him he's wrong, you better come correct because he's going to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cool. So, what I was hoping we could do um, is perhaps do a bit of a round table, just talk about what we've all been playing recently, because there's hundreds of games out there. I never get time to sit and play video games. I say that. Um, last week, I sat all the way through one game, and this week, I've been, every five, ten minutes I've got uh, that's spare, I've been actually hitting, not hitting the Nintendo Switch, like with boxing gloves or anything. Uh, I've been doing it bare knuckle. No, um, I've, been, I've been getting the Switch out and actually playing a few games on that, so... But but I'm always after inspiration as to games to check out, and it is on my list to check out both Assemblance and Inscription. Matt, just a call back to your previous uh, appearance on the show. It is on my list of things to check out when I've uh, when I've got through my current list of stuff. But what I'm interested in is everybody. What have you been playing? Tell me the games I should play. I love the fact you said I don't have time to play games, and immediately said, "Well, I, I played one game the other week." I've been playing it a lot. So what you're telling me is, once again, you're a dirty hypocrite. That's me. Absolutely. Uh, well, actually, why don't I yes. start with a bit of follow-up? Because um, in our last episode, my episode with you guys, you recommended very strongly Doki Doki Literature Club to me. Mm -hmm. mm. Because uh, of reasons. Listener, head back in the catalogue and check out Inscripting the Assemblance with me. Um, Creepy reasons. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it was maybe September last year. I um, 
I grabbed that on the Steam store and started playing it on PC. And it was everything that you sold it to be, I think. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the the meta nature of it. But I, what I really liked is the way that it was a very normal game for a very long time. And it did that so well and so, like, it starts so subtly that you could lose people at the start. They're like, oh, I'm not playing a visual novel dating game. Forget it. But you have to push through that and get through to the good stuff when it really just, like, ramps up into into what it ends up being. Um, and, yeah, it, it definitely tickled the right the right bones for me where you try to pick apart absolutely everything. Like I got to the very end of the game and did all the things. And then I tried, uh, I, I did the wraparound image thing that you talked about, Squidge. And mm. uh, I tried to even play around with a few things. Like if you delete the uh, antagonist's file at the very beginning, the starting character that you talk to completely freaks out and, the game just ends, <laughs> which yep. is yep. really awesome. Um, even just trying to delete them all, it reinstates those characters uh, and you can't manipulate it too much. So, that was that was the only thing that really disappointed me, that <clears throat> there weren't enough pieces to kind of customize and play around with. But mm. uh, the experience itself being relatively short was just, it was amazing. I loved it. It's definitely something where on the Steam store page, you get all the little tags like story rich visual novel then it says psychological horror and you're like what yeah <laughs> this is a visual novel game what and none of the pictures show you it going wahoonie shaped none of it the video doesn't mm-hmm. inc- you get no inkling from a little track video all the pictures nothing you have to experience it for yourself yep yep and i tell you what the the tag is warranted there's there's themes in there that maybe mm. I mean, it can't tell you explicitly what the themes are as a warning, like a trigger warning or something. But at the same time, that tag is important, probably. Mind you, it does. The minute you start up, you do get some sort of warning before you start the game first time. It does actually warn That's you. true. Yeah. One little screen. And if you skip through that, you've you got no idea. That is something that I found myself doing quite a bit. I was like tap, tap, tapping, you know, speed mm-hmm. reading dialogue hoping not to miss stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm not a speedrunner, but once I see mechanically it, it, it's required more so than it is narratively, I just I, I start mm. to lose it a little bit. Yeah. And that's why any kind of game that has, like, text prompts, I immediately, as soon as I can get to the options, text speed as fast as possible, please. Yeah. Because... You, you know, without trying to sound too big-headed, hey game, you can't keep up with me, right? I've been doing this for a long time. I've generated a bunch of shortcuts for reading text off of a screen. That's uh, and exactly right. Obviously, listeners can't see that. Pushes up glasses. Yeah, pushing listeners. the old glasses up the bridge of the nose. Yeah, but like um, you know, uh, so first of all, text on screen is always. It's never going to be the most detailed prose ever. It's designed to be, we've got two lines of text space. I have to put in, you know, there's a certain limit of syllables and stuff like that, so it makes it easy to read. And secondly, um, you know, I've been playing these kinds of games for decades now. I've I've learned not to run my eye across the screen, but to chunk when I'm reading. And that's a a speed reading uh, tip for you. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm always like, text speed as fast as possible, please. And I think they know too. Because they they will sometimes bold out or color sentences that are important or character names and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, your eye will be automatically drawn and pick up that as opposed to anything else. So, you know. The, the thing that triggers me most often, though, is when it's set to slow from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. it's a game that for which the sound design isn't necessarily like it might be an 8-bit game or something like that. It always has to mm. be... As the text is starting to unload, that frustrating mm. moment before yeah. you can get to the options, it just, I have to turn it down. <laughs> I do. Mm. Yeah. Always triggered. 
because of memories of Legend of Zelda or Ocarina of Time on N64. Come on! If it's a cutscene, no chance. Even going into a cutscene, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then you have the thing where it's like, skip, 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 skip. Do you want me to repeat that? Yes. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> So perhaps, perhaps video games should have a feature that you can toggle on for I am a speedrunner or um, I'm just playing this for the, 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 the experience of playing like the playable sections of it and allow you to skip over those story bits, those exposition parts, right? We can just go click and just skip through it. No, I'm actually playing Resident Evil 2 to shoot the zombies and solve the puzzles. I'm not here for the story. Click, 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 click. Right? Maybe they should have that. I don't know. Like a director's cut of the game where it's just boss battles. Is that what you're on about? Yeah, like video game, the video game, right? Mm. That would actually be pretty cool. The version that the combat devs get where they don't have to click yeah. through the dialogue. Yeah, right? What? That, that, what? that would DDLC. be really cool. Combat version of DDLC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's all going to be the puzzle where you have to uh, select the the right verb. It's just going to be that every single time. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. <laughs> That's such a bad game in there, by the way. I just, I mean, you figure out how it works in the end, but I don't think there's any rules to that game either. Like you just have to pick words and see who you're, you're dating at that stage. <laughs> Really weird. Dog, 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 cat. Steve, Steve. See what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose if you just pick randomly, you'll end up with moniker anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'd actually forgotten her name, Monica. Yeah, so, sorry for bringing all those PTSD-laden memories back of Monica. <laughs> the only PTSD-related ones are right at the end. Spoiler tag if you've got one. where it's just you two in the room yeah. doing nothing, just me clicking through her dialogue, waiting for something to happen, but invariably it never does. You're That's just waiting to be bit. deleted. The windows behind her, the universe is crumbling to bits, and she's just sat, sat there with her head in her hands, talking to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, senpai. <laughs> yeah, at which point you're playing on on Steam and suddenly your your keyboard disables and your mouse doesn't work no more. It's time to break out the emergency <laughs> flamethrower. Yeah. Although Absolutely. that is something yes. that would have been missed. I think a lot of applications in the time of the CD drive really wanted to play around with the pop out the CD drive thing. I'd say that would have factored into DDLC somehow. I honestly thought you were going to say that's some of that was missed in the Magic Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy. You just flip off the the current from alternating to DC on your power supply on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whoosh. Did that yeah. one else. But Did what you do so is good. if you just take the side <laughs> the side panel of the PC off and chuck any fluid you can find at it, the more flammable, the better. Yeah. Bit of gasoline. I'm worried about the types of fluids you have in your house that squish. <laughs> or should we be more worried about them being flammable? <laughs> yes. The flammable type of apple juice. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's cider, obviously. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple juice that is flammable would be cider, right? Nah. Would it? Yeah, because it, it's... Um, yeah. uh, Fermented, so it has alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. We veered off into vaguely teaching people stuff. Yeah, I don't want to do this that. Is, I don't want to learn. When the world explodes because they <laughs> <coughs> someone invaded the all the cider vats and just yes, it's Clippy again. That's yep. it. Play the Benny Hill music. Absolutely. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a deep cut from something that may or may not have been recorded. <laughs> Maybe we need yeah. to hear instead so, the DDLC theme. Get real senpai ooh. music playing out as the world no. ends. Yeah. No. Uwu <laughs> <laughs> MP3. Um, You're not far off the name, so, of it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that chugged him. So, <laughs> so you've been playing DDLC, Matt. What else you've been playing? Let's let's talk about something else you've been playing as well. Well, I'm actually in a gaming slump at the moment, so nothing immediately recent. But with the um, the recent Xbox and Bethesda director, hang on, developer direct, huge long name, big McLarge, huge. Uh, they announced and dropped Hi-Fi Rush, which is a rhythm-based combat game. Available on Game Pass for anyone who's on that program. And that's an excellent game. Like, it seems like many developers poorly time the release of their games if they're awesome. Because Tunic had the very same Mm -hmm. kind of drop at the start of last year, uh, being 2022. Where it was such an awesome game. Dropped in January, February. And everyone forgot about it. And I think... Hi-Fi Rush is this year's tunic where it's not about mystery. It's not about in bringing people in. It's just about rhythm-based combat. But they built it the right way where it's very difficult to fail and hitting the notes is incredibly exciting. And the music and all the stuff built together, it's just, it's really interesting. Even the graphics, it's, it's a really well-built game. Fairly short, though. Probably 15 to 20 hours, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 to 20 hours is like the, the sweet spot for me. Being, you know, a grown-up with, you know, responsibilities and people to look after and stuff. 15 to 20 hours, I feel like I could fit that in over a week, maybe two weeks. But I'm going to have to check this game out. Well, it's a very meta game in the sense that it realizes it's a game a little bit and kind of talks about the fact that it's a game but one of the components of that is that you can put the game down and pick it up at any time and not only will it save your progress for where you were automatically but it will put you in like the the lobby space in between big levels so you can even purchase equipment and you know do all those things upgrade skills and do the stuff that you'd expect to do between levels before you get back into the action as well. So it really builds it so it's accessible for people. Purchase upgrades between levels. Weaklings, do it normally. All in one go. (laughs) Stay up 20 hours. Chug energy drinks, get it done. The Dark Souls version. It sounds like... Yeah. (laughs) Every time you miss a note, it's it's like a Dark Souls controller, you know, where it's like every time... Every time you get you get killed or you get hit, it takes a little bit of blood out of you. You know that one. <laughs> Do the same for high rush and watch people just crumple after about 20 minutes. Yeah. Although something I thought would happen, because the way that the, the mechanics of the game work, uh, very similar to Metal Hellsinger, if you saw that as it released, that's a demon running through shooting and hitting stuff to the beat. Hi-Fi Rush is very similar. Um but the entire world moves to the beat as well, as long as a bunch, mm. as well as a bunch of other things that you do at the same time. Like everything runs to the beat. Uh, even if he's just standing there, he's like just <laughs> clicking his fingers <laughs> to the beat. Um, and the difficulty shifts because the song changes, so the rhythm changes, which means you have to hit the button combinations and things a little bit faster or slower. But um, I thought coming out of the game that I'd be like moving to a rhythm, you know, trying to get some milk out of the fridge or something. I'd be like, (laughs) open door, get milk, pull out milk. But no, it it didn't really impact me that in the way that I wanted it to. (laughs) Not like the way The Witness did, where you start to see line puzzles in everything. Still hate that game. Yeah, we need to get you Also, I... I, I feel sorry for the poor sod playing that game. Or about the not the witness, the other one. Playing that game whose should we call it chemically induced high and um they start playing it and they're moving around and they just stop still where the whole world starts moving and they're like 
<laughs> just staring, and then someone walks in and goes, can you see this? At which point you can freak them out and go, there's nothing on the screen. <laughs> You've been <laughs> sitting there for four days. I'm not even here. He's <laughs> <laughs> been there for four days. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've always nice. lived here. <gasps> <laughs> and then they start staring at you like that, going... <laughs> <laughs> That is completely off beat for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick cut credits. In real life, just quick cut yeah. credits. Yeah. So so they're clicking in what I call white people at a concert mode. They're completely off the off the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Although they, they do feed that in as a mechanic as well, while like we're ducking in and out of the game. Oh, <laughs> um but white you... people at a concert mode. Is that the yeah. bonus unlockable? No. Uh, well I think they there is a concert <laughs> mode, but yeah. No, sorry, I chose to take that seriously. Um, <clears throat> the, if you imagine your light and your heavy hits, the difference between those is the number of counts on the beat. So if you have a light hit and your rhythm is like one, two, three, four, then that will be how your light hits go. You'll hit once, twice, three times, four times. But the heavy hit is a two count. So when you hit the heavy, it will be uh, like stagger, hit, stagger, hit. Mm. And then the more combinations that you unlock, you can start to play with those timings a little bit. Um, and you can even have a rest to do a different one, which is kind of like changing stance in uh, a game that escapes my brain now. Tekken. Do they have change stance? In Left that foot, one? right foot, yeah. You can change stance in that. Well, certain characters can. The one that the ones that know Taekwondo and primarily I want to say jujitsu. They change stance so they can get like kicks and punches in. Yeah. I played Tekken 3 way too much. Yeah. Punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. That's what I know about fighting games. No, I remember being able to play uh playing Huarong in Tekken three that's all four. he ever played that's all that's all he ever played as Warang. spam in the circle button my cousin hated me circle and x <laughs> only yeah. because he couldn't beat me at soul caliber that's all it was i couldn't beat you at anything dude i suck at video games but i enjoy playing them. it kind of sounds like it's like dynasty warriors meets uh rock band mm. yeah probably but i think i would equate it more to kingdom hearts it really has like a Sora vibe. The weapon you're attacking with is a guitar mm. that you is made out of a like a magnetic, you know, rubbish pickupper grabby hand thing, which kind of ties to oh, yes. the story yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah the grabby yeah. hand thingy. And, <laughs> grabby um, hand thingy. Yeah. yeah, you hit enemies with that, but the stance he has when he's trying to hit people with it and the moves he does, very Kingdom Hearts. If you've ever play that game you'll see see that in it yeah so what you're telling us is if you have kingdom hearts with music and you strip out the entire story like all of it <laughs> it's this game yeah because yeah, aren't there like 12 t bajillion oh, you'll trigger me don't kingdom hearts game don't. yeah there's like kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 kingdom hearts 15 kingdom hearts 7 then kingdom hearts 3 then kingdom hearts 356 no it's i don't know 257 anyway. over two or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts yeah, Editions. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts Pi. Yeah, long <laughs> 365 days is the one you're thinking of on the DS. Ah, uh, there you go. But they do there's, have there's a There's like 15 game. of them now. Oh, yeah. The, oh, I played that. I got my Switch. I can't remember what it's called now. Insert name here. I speak my own subtitles, by the way. You know. Insane. The Kingdom Hearts Dancey Dancey Stabby Stabby. I'd play oh, that. That's so annoying. So it is- but it, that one's basically surfing <laughs> surfing on the, the tracks like Thumper, right? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a weird one. But yeah, it's it again, I've I've seen one cutscene. I've only ever seen it's without any sound, and it's he's the the main guy stood there and there's four robots behind him. And what he's doing is he's going, and thank you, and thank you, and thank you. And the robots are like, what's he doing? Don't know. They turn around and he goes, and thank... Anyway, 
He just goes dead serious. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, this is Hi-Fi Rush. This is Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. I, that won't happen in Kingdom Hearts. I've never oh, seen fine. Kingdom Hearts break <laughs> a fourth wall. That is true. Fair enough. I can't, I can't pull anything. The, the closest you get to breaking the fourth wall is one of the summons in the second game where you use Stitch and he, he licks the screen. Yeah, and high-fives you. And he flies at the screen, which is it's supposed to help with magic regeneration, but when you're in a boss fight and you can't see the screen because he's acting all cute, nobody does that without screaming at him. He gets a lot of... Well, I do. Um, I certainly you know, fling a lot of profanity towards him to do with his height and him being an alien, obviously. Nothing else. Obviously, no, no. yeah, obviously. While we're on the merry tangent, I think they're making a Lilo and Stitch film. A live action one. Uh, what? Yeah. I got a lot and of course, that. The Rock is going to be in it to because why would he? He's in everything. Yeah. That seems um, to be Disney's go to. We're thinking about doing a film. Get Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Why not? I, I think it seems to be their go to. We want to do a film, but we don't know what. So why don't we just remake something that uh, we've already done? It's going to be a historical piece of money about- on it. Uh, women getting the vote back in the Victorian era. Dwayne Johnson in a wig. <laughs> Dude, that would actually anything. be hilarious. I, I think it would. <clears throat> I would love to see that. I would. Because he'd, he'd eclipse everybody. You're absolutely. He could yeah. barely walk through the doors in old Britain. I reckon. <laughs> Every building he goes into, it'd have to be those shutters that come up. Yeah, you'd have to walk through garage doors to get into anywhere. It becomes the fight of a period piece where the Rock's rider is always so stringent that he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to, and he doesn't want to walk through small doors. But you have to have small doors for a period piece. So who wins? Um, or you just take walls out and put him. He invents way back in the day. He invents what seems to be the inspiration for. Oh, what's it called? Uh, give me a second. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. The, the the drink with a giant jug that smashes through doors. Uh, oh, yeah. You mean uh, yeah. Kool-Aid? Yeah, he, Kool-Aid. He, invents, he invents the Kool-Aid thing hundreds of years ago in 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 Victorian era. Just, <laughs> you called? No doors required. It's not, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, you rang. Ye oldie rhino. <laughs> Greetings. Someone summoned me. <laughs> nice. I'm here to post a letter. Then he, then he doesn't walk out the hole he created. He just creates another hole in an opposite wall. <laughs> and keeps walking away. Well, if you get your bread and meet your meat next door, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He, he just put yeah. a revolving door in there. I'm going to say this now. I'm going to keep the tangent going, right? Next Doctor Who should be The Rock. In every episode, he should just get into a wrestling match with whoever. Who doesn't want to see The Rock throw around Daleks? No, the problem with you both bringing the... problem with you both bringing this up, right, is that I now have, like, a being John Malkovich, but with Dwayne Johnson, right... Except that it's every single movie for like four years. He plays everyone, you know. Uh, Dwayne Johnson as Dwayne Johnson as Dwayne Johnson in Dwayne Johnson, the Dwayne Johnson. You know, that's, when, I can see that. We're never going to get a biopic of Dwayne Johnson because he is not himself a superhero. He plays strong characters who like leap Played tall buildings. Fast Furious? Black Adam. Oh, that's fair. To play a villain. But we know the villain of that story is actually himself when the film didn't do so well. And he went to the execs and said, Black Adam is the future of the DCU. Well, DCEU or whatever they're calling it now. Um, Because James Gunn, like, you know, cleared all that up, right? And then Henry Cavill lost another job. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) You just can't cut a break. You know, he, he played no. one villain in a Mission Impossible movie and it went downhill from there. 
Only spoilers they for anyone who's it. They did the mustache. That's it. That's what ruined it. Yeah, it. that, that was that was yeah. peak. He started downfall. Mind you, people love to do it with celebrities. Build them up and smash them down. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't beat a nerd down because he loses Witcher, he loses Superman, and he start decides to do Warhammer 40k instead. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm just reminded of a, a meme that I saw, and it's um a series of streams that he did, and he built a new PC, and he, first thing he played was Witcher three, and it just said uh, Henry Cavill playing with himself. <laughs> I approve of that message. <laughs> nice. What were we doing? We've gone on a right tangent. So Hi-Fi Rush is a brilliant so we game. Were... Yes. Dynasty Warriors Go buy it. with a, a metronome. Yeah. Get it bought. Get it played. Mm. I I'll I'll be I'll be getting it played um in the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. It has to be. Because I, I keep getting told how good it is and you know, you've just told me again how good it is. So you let's get your bass player doesn't mean you got rhythm. But I think he'd be well suited for it, as opposed to someone who might freestyle like a lead guitarist. Yeah. There's nothing funny in there. I'm actually being genuine. I didn't. Yeah, it's better than a freestyle triangle player. I tried that. Got kicked out of so many bands. Fair. Way ahead of my time, apparently. Yeah. Freestyle triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Honest. What's worse, freestyle you triangle? You got dedication. Freestyle triangle or freestyle recorder? Freestyle cowbell. Ooh. That's where it's at. Yeah, but it's is it a known the recorder played through your nose though. Has to be played through your nose. Yeah, with the occasional sneeze. So it just yeah. goes like <laughs> and hits that note that no one can hear, but all the dogs go. If you ever get a chance, that's the exact sound that they make. No word of a lie. If you ever get a chance, there is a video on YouTube of a guy in an orchestra who plays a tuba. He sneezes (laughs) out of nowhere. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen or heard. It's wonderful. It's this lovely sweeping. Lovely calm and then <laughs> <laughs> I will be looking that up shortly. Good, yeah. good, good. Musicians are great though. Like you get them on camera sometimes and they're epic. Um in the, the game awards at the end of last year, there was a flute guy who was like crazy hair and he was just doing like the He was he was going mental on the on on the flute doing all the actions and stuff while the rest of them were all composed and, you know, doing the right thing. And then he got famous on TikTok and stuff. So. Yep. So what happens when you have a couple of grams of Nesquik beforehand? You know, the milkshake stuff. <laughs> a couple of snorts on that, the sugar rush hits. Mm-hmm. You know, flute yep. player believes he is actually, you know, Eric Clapton, but the flute player version. <laughs> and he's off on one. <laughs> He got backstage, he was like, that was awesome, what did I just play? When you start hearing (laughs) Hotel California from one end of your orchestra, I think it justifies having the the conductor at the front. (laughs) The conductor, I love that. What instrument do you play? The stick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've always wondered what Mm -hmm. conducting is like, like what kind of test or what, what... credentials you need in order to become one and if it's rhythm how you test that i'm guessing it's just if you turn up without a stick you don't get the job (laughs) it's all about preparation you turn up with a stick you're in you know have stick can conduct (laughs) explain yourself have stick can conduct yeah nice what the hell are we talking about hi-fi rush is a brilliant game have you there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been playing, Matt? Have you been playing anything else? Because you said earlier on you run a bit of a, uh, a, there's a bit of a weakness in your list of 
video games you're playing at the moment. So is, is that is that it? I hate that phrase, but like, is that all of them? Like- um, well, look, a, a couple of honourable mentions from the end of last year definitely needed. God of War Ragnarok. If you haven't played that yet, and if you haven't played the first one as well, you should definitely play both of those. Get ready for a very emotional, emotionally racked, but highly addictive fight journey that sentence ended up terrible but <laughs> yeah it, it's got brilliant combat um <laughs> finding out what, From what i can gather don't play it on a ps4 because it'll melt i did and you know did it melt i was almost naked it didn't melt but i had like headphones on proper so i couldn't hear the plane taking off in the background it was absolutely you couldn't necessary. hear it screaming yeah sometimes i would take it off and i'd be it would just be like. So if you've got a PS4 version, run it from your freezer. That's what we're saying. Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Cause those PS4s have got to be pretty precarious these days. It's a good unit. It, it goes the distance, but yeah, I don't know. But speaking on the console front, I got the <laughs> PS4 version where the PS5 one does exist. The two games look almost exactly the same. The work that they've done to make the PS4 version just perfect is mm. unreal. You will not be missing anything. Your load times won't be different. You won't get texture pop in, give or take, um, anything like that, because you play it on PS4. So if you've been holding back because you can't wait for a PS5 to come out, then you can just dive in. Mm. Does a really great job. Cool. Yeah. Last mention, actually, is Immortality. Uh, that is a Sam Barlow game. So if you played Telling Lies or Her Story, same bloke that made those. The interesting mechanic for Immortality is that you're tracking through old movie footage and... Uh, you can kind of go backwards and forwards and check out what's happening. And you can also click items in the scenes to connect it with other scenes in potentially other films. It kind of revolves around one actor and her journey and her career across several films. But there's something eerie in the background going on. There's some disembodied spirit somewhere in there. Potentially. Bill Shatner in a Bill Shatner mask. I won't spoil anything for you. Because I believe Double it's one of confusion. Is that is that Bill Shatner? Yeah, and when they go, and it is Bill Shatner. Ah you know. Well, you do have Anthony Warhol dressed like Elton John. So I not actual Andy Warhol, of course, but I think some of the characters who are meant to be famous in there are a little bit hard to discern without being told who they are all all the famous people actually be employed by bill shatner in different outfits jeez louise potentially you just want you just got bill shatner on the brain is that what it is no i just think it'd be funny yeah. well he wants to you i've i've read recently he wants to remake tech war doesn't he <laughs> been, somebody had been somebody had been chatting up hey night dive if you do a, a a remaster of this, it would be the best thing ever. And I'm like, mm, no, no, no. Just, just have you played Tech no. War? Mm. Yeah, no, no. I have it's I, like Slav Jank before Slav Jank was a thing. It's it's not good. <laughs> I, I have no reference for Bill Shatner. I assumed you were talking about William Shatner. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I am old enough for yeah. this convo. Good. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the mechanics yeah. in Normality really, really interesting to try mm. and unpack. It's like you're a filmmaker mm. and you're trying to put the pieces together. I, 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 so you, 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 you're editing things together to get a story? Not, not really. You're kind of editing the story yourself by right. interacting with elements to then reveal pieces of it. So let's say... You get one one little snippet of a scene of like a monk from, or not a monk, like a 
a bloke in like a religious convent kind of thing having a conversation with an apple he walks over to the bed and that's the scene and you're kind of like oh okay i can get nothing from that material right there oh yeah (laughs) but then you'll you find out oh i can click the apple on the table and then that apple will zoom in and then zoom out and you've got another scene like someone walking into a corridor in a house built in the 80s if, with a bowl of apples in the middle with some different characters walking through it. And right. you just kind of keep clicking around to different clips to to try and unpack more of the story. But the way that it's built, it kind of guides you a little bit, but not so much guidance as it only reveals certain things to you in certain scenes. So you only get stuff at a certain pace. Mm. It's, yeah. Interesting. Um not a game for me, not just for the mechanics, but I edit for a living. I don't want in my spare time to edit anymore. So uh, I'll leave that to other people who don't have to edit for a living because they'll probably think it's awesome. Fair enough. It sounds very much like if you liked her story, you're going to like Infinity. Immortality. Cool. Immortality. Sorry, sorry, Immortality. You may like Infinity as well. I don't know. I mean, maybe you did. Maybe it isn't even a thing, but maybe you just like the concept of infinity. <laughs> I was going to say, I can draw a little eight on its side. It might be a little bit hard to get those <laughs> NFC enabled figurines with the Disney Infinity stuff since they died out a few years ago. I've still got mine. That's true. Do you? Oh well, bully to you. Determined to make something <laughs> of them. Not sure what yet. I'm still making plans. Just tap them on the switch. Uh, oh, they've got an amiibo for the. New Legend of Zelda, don't they? No. You could could you not start like your own Katamari Damacy thing by just rolling them around on the floor? You have you seen you've seen how much room I don't have in my house, right? Just means you have to sit there throwing things for it to pick up, like buying a Roomba and trying to get the value out of it. So you like just drop chips on the floor and stuff. The, The thing about Roombas is what you do is you get it right. You get two of them and you stand on them and you turn them on and you see how long it takes before your pelvis breaks in two. <laughs> it's, it's a modern day equivalent of Twister, but it's solo play. <laughs> you went in a completely different direction to where I was going. I was like, you switch them on, you stand on them and you just hover across the room, just like standing there in a heroic pose, you know? Yeah, then he takes you into the kitchen, dumps you outside. Ah! Yeah. That's it. Or if you've got it. a cat, it decides to sit on it and be uh be transported around in all regal like absolutely absolutely yeah that's the one that i so so squidge what have you been playing <laughs> just because we've you know because we've run through what matt's been playing what have you been playing we're, we're, we're back to the script now okay um something like that yeah <laughs> um a friend of mine quite nicely put me on his nintendo plan his family mm-hmm. thing so the, the, the Switch Online stuff. And he's got the expanded stuff, the expansion pack. So I've been hitting Goldeneye very hard. Of course. Um, to a point where... Where is it? We'll get a picture of this later, but I bought a controller specifically for it. And is that the nice. official Nintendo 64? They're sold? like chicken's teeth to get hold of, no chance. Yeah. Uh, this is a retro bit one, which looks weird, but works. Mm-hmm. Um... And I should mention plug it, in. It, it, it looks weird because it's missing its middle prong, right? Yeah, but this is That's this it. is the two-handed version. A normal N64 pad, you need three hands to use, right? But this, this, this when you get this, it includes an adapter where you can plug it into the N64 and use it wirelessly and stick a memory pack in, in the adapter. And oh. the, the USB dongle you get, you can stick it in, um, obviously, a Switch, or you can put it in your PC, you know, and there's different, like, macros for different bits and bobs. So I've been doing that because I tried playing it with my Switch Pro Pad and just, you know, um, what I had yeah, to get so used to. Saying... Hmm? Sorry. No, I was just going to ask, so, you, so you're saying you can use that controller you bought on a real N64 as well? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm. I've got three pads for my N64 now. One thing I had to get used to very quickly on Goldeneye is that this is before dual sticks and strafing is a novelty 
when it comes to Goldeneye. You you walk and you go around corners, and it's basically how quickly can you shoot because you're going to walk headlong into enemies and you just fire. So Look, I mean, at least you're playing the Switch version, which works, right? Mm. Yeah, the <laughs> Switch Xbox version works. Broken. Yeah, the Xbox version is horrendously broken in a lots and lots and lots and lots of places. There's, there's, <laughs> there's two things I, I fail to remember about... Goldeneye. It's first of all half the game's an escort mission, um, which I'm not a fan of. But when I was playing it, and my friend came round, he said, "Here, pause the game." Why? He said, "Pause the game." Why? And he said, "Put these in." I thought, no, it can't be. A- yeah, cheat codes work if you go to the pause menu. So I spent Fantastic. I spent most of my levels running round, shooting off tank rounds from my chest. Um, Good man. Yeah. That's how you do yeah, that. And the, the slowdown isn't that bad. Although if you do it on an actual N64, it will catch fire if you do it a lot. Um, <laughs> fire extinguishers at the ready. It's mainly that and because I've got like a, a half-decent pad, I've been checking out some of the other bits on there. So like um, Operation Winback, I played that on the Dreamcast. I seem to remember it was on the Dreamcast and I can never get anywhere. N64 version, I can get places. Um mm-hmm. Checking out bits and bobs on like the you can do Game Boy. They've got a section for Game Boy and GBA games now. They haven't got much on there. Um, I heard they've got Golden out, Sun. Not mm-hmm. yet, it isn't. I checked it the other day. It's not on there. It's coming on there. It's not on there. I couldn't find it. I'd you'll, play it if I could. You'll both, you'll both have to remember you're in completely different geographical locations and different stores. So it could be on one of yours and could not be on the other. Okay, so or no spoilers. You're actually you on the store, Squidge, and I'm not. I also run on Rumor a lot when I create my show. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hear, I heard Golden Sun was in there. Oh, I'm just going to shuffle that away for the next episode. So I could very well be incorrect. And I will call I, that I, out right now. One of the things that I read was uh, Golden Sun's coming to it, but obviously they, they release quite a few. And then they drip feed it over the space of four years. So, you know, it'd be coming eventually. I'm just, I suppose it depends. If, but that just makes good business sense, right? If they gave you everything immediately and you're paying monthly, you're going to play all the ones you want to play in two days and then you're going to cancel your, your subscription. So I totally get days. why they do that. Yeah, I was no, going to say. All right, I'm being hyperbolic, right? I'm being hyperbolic, but yeah, you get the point. But I right? think from a you get to play from a business lens, we we know that's not the case because not only do we have uh, some people that created statistics showing that people don't go back to old games, like people want backwards compatibility with everything, but like an infinitesimal amount of players go back and actually play them again when they've got that back compat to actually do it. And then you've got Game Pass, which right. is like exactly that. They, they do refresh their catalog every so often, but you could pay, you know, once a month, every four months. And if you have infinite time, just play everything that's new on there and just dive in. Nintendo is mm-hmm. just Nintendo, right? N- Nintendo does mm-hmm. Nintendo things. Yeah. Nintendo gonna Nintendo. Mm. Yeah. Like ruin emulators that they steal from other people. And say, don't worry, we'll fix yes. it. That's the true capitalism yes. trick. Sell a subscription service yeah. offering everything. It's broken for the first few months. That's like, it's a bit of free money, right? I, yeah. I think the only way of doing that is sell a subscription service to things people already have, but put it under your company's banner and then eventually fix it. Cause just because it's under your, your logo, you know, like... Um, you know, Nintendo Online lets you play N64 games, but this other thing that you can download on um, your Switch is Gucci emulating Nintendo Online, and you pay like a bazillion <laughs> pounds a, a month to get it, and people will get it just because it's Gucci. I'm telling you, they're missing out. Nintendo 64 well, by Michael Kors for Michael Kors with Michael Kors by Michael Kors. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I mean, do you all, do you all remember the I Am Rich app from iOS? When 
It was one of the, the most famous iOS apps in the world. So for Squidge's benefit, I can see, obviously, we're recording and we're not recording video, but I could see that Matt was, was nodding his head there. The I Am Rich app was quite literally just an app you could install on your iOS device uh, around the time of the iPhone 3, I think. And it cost something like $400,000 to buy it. And it was just, you started up and it had a little label that said, I am rich. That was it. Yep. Because the idea was you couldn't afford the app unless you were rich, right? Um, and loads of people bought it going, oh, this is a, this is a right luck. This is really silly. They won't really take that. Oh, they took the money from my account. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. And then most people, what they did, they just took a screenshot and put it as a lock screen. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yes, it just, it just makes me think of that. The, the, the Gucci N64 emulator or the Michael Kors Nintendo Online emulator. I, don't I know they won't be listening, but Gucci don't do that. Yeah. It's my idea. <laughs> Run it by me. you gotta say you got to say in Italian, haven't you, for them to understand it? Don't do an Italian accent. No, I'm not kidding. Gucci, don't steal my idea. Okay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that, that'll come across really well in audio. Yeah. I'll leave that, that in. But it's fine. We'll leave that in. Well, 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 I was thinking what we could do is we could leave it in but bleep it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. That's exactly it, yeah. Look at this. Did you see that? Did you did you see how small Matt is? He's been practicing ready for ready for clapping. Oh, I'm he's, he's, okay. gonna, he's gonna be the surprise entrance at the Royal Rumble next year. Right. <laughs> for six months I consistently podcast in thirty-two degrees because this room gets intensely hot. That's really bad. I, I don't know if I if I uh, I'm jealous or not. Okay, right. So it's going to be uh, so. <laughs> Is temperature so, uh, higher than ten degrees? When did this happen? Yeah, right. Oh, I know. Guys. That's I, I can't do it. <laughs> You're bringing the temperature with us, right? You guys are still here. Go home. Don't you have life to live? Hey, Look at that. I'm not going to Ferris Bueller. I like hours, it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a Ferris Bueller guy, so I wouldn't miss that. I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week. Someone f- save me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>